Hey, everybody. Fantastic show this morning. We have a discussion going on 10K TF sweatshirts, the collaboration between Ramoa and Artifact, and luxury goods and physical items within the NFT space, whether they have value, whether they're being done properly, and how history might remember them. We also discuss some of the isolated pumps that we're seeing in the NFT space. A couple projects come to mind, Our Planet being one of them, and whether these pumps can sustain and what's really getting attention in the NFT market. Finally, the show is sponsored by Greycraft. So we hear from Kevin, the founder of Greycraft and the owner of Fidenza, CryptoPunks, a golden board ape. Uh, he was a former podcast guest of Nick's old podcast, very knowledgeable NFT market participant. He talks about Greycraft, but he also just talks about his perspective on NFTs, crypto, Web3, and what the future could look like. Overall, it's a fantastic show. Great way to close the week. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, October. 28th and you have tuned into the NFT morning show. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time each and every week where we talk all things NFT market, what's going up, what's going down, and all the stories of the NFT space. We also talk crypto and sometimes other markets. I just got a notification that Amazon is sub $100 a share at this point. The sell-off in risk assets and tech stocks continues. We'll have a lot to talk about across shows today. Uh, what a week it's been. It's been pretty gnarly. I'm P.O. here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business, a VR goggle, crypto punk. He's allowed to skip the line and talk over whoever he wants. Easy Eats Bodega, the Solana celebrity, the creator of Bodega Buddies, and the host of the smash hit NFTs Made Easy show on Twitter. NFT God, the author of the NFT God newsletter, one of the biggest and best newsletters in the NFT space. Love hearing NFT God's takes. Love seeing that mutant ape on stage. King Kicks, trader extraordinaire, degenerate gambler, professional, and the CEO and founder of Crypto Raiders, building a blockchain game from scratch. Been doing it for over a year. He's been in the business longer than 99% of the people that you see out there building. And of course, today's sponsors, today's show is brought to you by Greycraft. You see the Greycraft account on stage. Also, Kevin Wu representing that gold ape uh, on the on the call that we had earlier this week. You had the the crypto punk backed by a Fidenza background. So you got you got the blue chips, man. I can't wait to hear about them. Um, make sure you guys retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Greycraft for a chance to win one of the Greycraft NFTs that were given away, about 0.4 ETH in value uh, in that giveaway. And if you take a look at the Greycraft collections, they've been around for a while. Plenty of liquidity. Uh, really, really jazzed up to be sponsored by them today on the show. So look, we got a lot to talk about. Out. If you want to contribute to the show, then raise your hand and request to speak. Share your thoughts on the market. Pretend you're going on, you know, CNBC or something like that. We did, after all, just see Jim Cramer basically have an absolute meltdown. That was pretty uh, interesting. I My content brain immediately uh, wants to put that in the box of, you know, like a little bit of a... Uh, little bit of a publicity stunt. That's how my content brain works. But Nick seems to think that it's actually more genuine. Uh, but yeah, I guess before I go any further, Easy Eats Bodega, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm looking at the market right now. Seems that in the last 24 hours, So Rare is actually leading the NFT space right now. 
They're up about 20% in sales volume, 10% in transactions, and both buyers and sellers are ramping. Uh, actually awesome to see. It seems like we're getting something from a collectible standpoint, sports standpoint, NBA season's ramping up. And then to kind of top out the top five, you got BAYC, Art Blocks, Gods Unchained on Immutable X has been ramping here. And then CryptoPunks, no Solana project until the 11th, which is Utes. And that's after Frank has now said he's taking a few days for quote, no You're, you're breaking reason. up with me. I was going to say you're, you're breaking up. He, he's taking a few days for what? Easy. No particular reason is what it sounded like. So he's just taking what we call that is vacation um, in the normal world. Uh, so he's taking a vacation. So shout out to him for doing that. Uh, it's a noteworthy thing um, when people in the space take a vacation. Uh, that said, uh, it's more noteworthy when they do it for months um, and then reply to your tweets uh, with uh, pictures of being in the hospital, but we won't we won't name names with that. Uh, the thing that I was going to say, uh, unrelated to that, is uh, I've been watching the market as well. Uh, it ain't looking great, uh, but uh, there there are some uh, positive things. The one the one thing Easy was mentioning is I'm assuming the reason that So Rare is number one is because uh, they're a title sponsor now. And I, I'm, I'm feeling like that's the cause of it. And because I said multiple times yesterday to go to the nifty.com slash so rare that a lot of people listened to that, took action, and then went and developed their fantasy team in advance of PO doing his job, you know? And, I've, I, and I think you're, you're going to front run him significantly on uh, the creation of that team and any action whatsoever. I'm actually willing to wager a bet that the season is going to be over by the time P.O. does it. I don't know. <laughs> well, That's just what I'm thinking. So hey, first, guys, can you hear me? <laughs> hey, yes, we actually, can. Uh, it's actually Frank. I'm over at Kick's house. Don't worry. We're going to get Utes out. Uh, just taking a few days to cool off on our planet. Uh, but don't worry. We're going to Ute the hell out of Q4, okay? <laughs> so Frank, Frank, since we have you, I didn't expect to have Frank on the show bright and early. This is pretty cool. Um, Frank, like, you know, what can you tell us about the current state of affairs, you know, with the operation? Well, you know, sometimes they say, you know, one step forward, two steps backwards. And I'm really taking that to heart for the youth reveal. So basically every day I go in the office and I approve one trade and I reject two trades uh, <laughs> that way just to keep the quality so high. The, the only problem is, is like someone came in today and said, well, mathematically, we're going to get to zero trades at this pace. And I said, that's a fucking excuse. You think Elon Musk would let you work for him with that kind of fucking shit attitude? I want one good trade per day and take the two worst ones and get them out of the door or you're going with them. You sound like a relentless taskmaster, Frank. Um, and obviously, we're just we're just teasing. We're just having fun. Nobody needs to. You know, uh, you're telling me you, uh, you thought that was Frank. <laughs> you you thought that was really Frank, Pia? You know, it, uh, it's not yeah. Frank. Okay, well, maybe look, it I, is Frank. It might be Frank. You gotta, you know, you gotta let the crowd know. There's, a, it's a sensitive crowd in the NFT Fr space. You get sensitive peeps. Frank, when are you gonna release the PFP that we all thought was going to uh, be released right after we bought our Utes? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you you just can't you can't be too fast with greatness. I think Kobe Bryant said that. Um, and, you know, uh, also we're dealing with, uh, you know, just some big macro issues. I, I don't know if you know, but that actually affects uh, reveals. Um, so we're really taking our time on this one. 
Um, but I, I can tell you when I come back from this break, I'm going to be feeling extra energized. And I, I, I think we're going to get something done, okay? Are you saying that inflationary pressure is impacting the PFP market in a negative way? Yeah, specifically it's when it it's got our payroll, you know, inside out. You know what I mean? And uh, it's hard to retain top talent. Um, and then also, uh, as I told you, I'm I'm getting rid of one trait uh, or two traits and adding a trait every day. The cost to add traits is up about ten percent year over year, and it's really cutting into our margins. But we have some great. CFOs on the team that I think are going to help us get through this. <laughs> you have multiple CFOs? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one thing my dad taught me. Um, he said, you can never trust a guy that's looking at your money. So might as well have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, the, the, the business uh, in, you know, just the strategy info that we're getting uh, from Frank right now is incredible. We'll definitely be looking forward to that youth reveal. Uh, over under on Utes revealing uh, before the calendar year is 2023, Frank. What's the over under on that? Zero. <laughs> Meaning it'll be ha it'll happen in 2023. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how over unders work, uh, but maybe Frank could uh, comment on this. Uh, I, I I don't know anything about that sort of gambling. Uh, yeah, let me the, do a qu some quick math and math here. How many days we got left in the year? I'm I'm looking at my calendar. I'm uh, about 64. Uh, we still got about 250 trades to go, so we're just not going to be able to hit that. Uh, we're just really focusing on quality, and, you know, uh, it's going to happen when it happens. Do you think it's going to be the greatest PFP of all time? You know, uh, I, that much I'm, I'm definitely sure of. I mean, just how much time, like, you know, Board Ape, I, I, call, I talk to their founders all the time. They spend about two hours per trade. We're spending about 48 to 62 hours per trade over here. So we really think that that, that, that time is going to pay off. So I guess the over-under would actually be 2024. And then uh, you got to figure out whether or not it's going to be over or under that. Yeah, I don't think anyone asked Elon Musk, you know, how long is it going to take to get the Tesla out? So I just don't know why I'm getting hit with all these, you know, questions. Uh, it's going to come out. And it's going to be, the, you know, the best thing ever. If it takes, you know, one month, one year, if it takes a fucking decade, it's, it's going to be right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard from the man himself, from Frank. Um, well, I mean, we gotta we gotta dive in to uh, the kind of the rest of the market. I mean, I can't believe this tech sell off, Nick. I'm looking at the NFT collection that we bought the other day. It's revealed, and basically, it, it kind of looks like uh, fake Azuki, and the floor has been cut in half. As I said, it was going to be. It's at point zero four four, but you're getting volume coming in. Do you think we're gonna make it? Uh. I mean, how much lower can you go below 0 0.044? I mean, we lost half of our money so far. Uh, so yesterday we donated, or two days ago, $250 to the gods. Uh, just uh, got rid of it. I just like the fact that there's like, there, there were people, uh, th that there was commentary like this is the, the future. Um, and I, you know, that this is the, the holy grail of PFPs. And, and that to me was uh, somewhat shocking. On the art side of things, actually, uh, pertaining to that project, they already had that information displayed. Um, so if you didn't see uh, what that art was, it, it was on their website. So there's no surprises, I would say, as it applies to the art. I guess the real question is, is did we get a rare or did you get a rare uh, is the most important thing at this point. And if so, maybe that makes up for everything else. I did get what seems to be a rare, but of course, you got to love it. Uh, the collection is one of these where there's so many traits 
uh, you know, it's kind of an indicator. Sometimes uh, there's so many traits, it's it's hard to make heads or tails of whether it's a rare. I have one that I have a hunch is a rare, but there's three, six, nine, twelve. There's thirteen total traits, and so uh, I have several traits that are under one percent rarity. One of which is point twelve percent rarity. So you think that maybe uh, you know you, you got a rare there, but it's very very hard to tell. It's also I, very hard to figure out how to price that. Yeah, I have uh, three attributes on this one under uh, point or 0.55%. Uh, I have a 0.1%, which is the hair of a green naturalist. And let me tell you, Pio and everyone in the audience, if you're looking to pick one up right now, this is the one that you're looking to pick <laughs> up. And what I would suggest, anything, uh, anything above or sub one ETH would be a reasonable uh, amount to spend on this particular PFP. Um, but I, I completely agree. And I mean, I pretty much said the same thing the other day that it looks like uh, Azuki. One of my eyes is a flower. Uh, so if you check that out, you're going to say, oh, my God, uh, that character's got flower eyes. And uh, I need to spend a, an ETH on that. And that would be correct. So I'm going to go ahead and list that at a wild discount of half an ETH. And I'm looking forward to people picking that up um, immediately. No shot that that's going to sell at a half ETH. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Obviously, it sounds like maybe uh, an audience member will buy it. Just kidding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, reminder that today's show is sponsored by Graycraft NFT. If you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Graycraft NFT, then you'll be uh, entered for a chance to win the NFT that we're going to be giving away at the end of the show. It's worth about 0.4 Ethereum. Stick around uh, and you'll have a chance to win. You have to be in the audience to win. Nick, you have your hand raised. Something to contribute before we dive into the weather? Yeah, real quick. Similar to the way that Graycraft sees the future and executes on it, so do those with VR goggles, PFPs. And I just wanted to thank you, P.O., for acknowledging that this morning. And it's time that the market realizes and recognizes that VR goggles are greater than 3D glasses. So if you're looking out for a PFP that has rarity and also brings a higher level of respect you're going to be looking for the VR goggles. So I just wanted to thank you for acknowledging that this morning, Pia. And uh, that's that's where it's at. VR goggles. Thank you. Well, there you go. You heard it here first from the VR man himself. King Kicks, uh, Signal had obligations today. She's unavailable, but I know that she has prepared the weather report as she does day in and day out, and you've been briefed on what the weather should look like. So I would love uh, to hear from you and hear what exactly is going on in the NFT market when it comes to the weather. You got it, Bill. Today is Friday, the 28th of October. The year is 2022. We're getting pretty close to 2023, though. Looking over at volume, OpenSea, $10.2 million. Not bad. Seems like the NFT market is unfazed by Amazon capitulating by 13% overnight. When we look at the leaders, we got Apes at 72, Mutants at 13.6, and Punks at 64.9. Moonbirds just flying right into the gutter, 8.5 ETH, Doodles, 7.4, and Clonex holding steady at 8.7. All of those floors holding up fairly well with ETH up by 10% from the long-term range that it was in. News over the past 24 hours, Artifact in Remoa is the number one uh, collection on OpenSea right now. Despite FUD around a loopable mint, Ramoa luggage NFTs and worker bots sold out. 
Worker bots are holding a 0.31 ETH floor and luggage NFTs are at 2.31 ETH. Gabriel Ledon, as Nick likes to describe him, Big Balls, founder of Limit Break, announced a partnership with DigiDaigaku and EtherOrks, as well as two upcoming airdrops. EtherOrk was one of the first 100% on-chain games on Ethereum, and the team has helped numerous other projects in Web3. Volume surged on Orcs all the way up to just shy of 1 ETH, and now the floor is sitting at 0.61 Ethereum. Everybody's a 10K original characters collection by artist Sean Solomon launched on OpenSea's front page. The project has plans to change to animated profile pics, uh, launch physical products, and build lore around everybody's collection. A little storytelling there then. We haven't heard about storytelling ever since I bought those stupid orcs and lost 99% of my money. The Mint sold out. It has seen 5,000 secondary sales, and the floor is sitting at 0.05 ETH. I personally uh, don't mind the art. I think it's pretty cute and cuddly. ApeCoin staking is officially delayed for the seventh time. Horizon Lab CEO says the contract is ready to be deployed, but the decision is being held back due to the $4.6 million bug bounty program, which was proposed by an ApeDAO board member. If passed, staking would be delayed by three weeks. So actually looks like ApeCoin staking may be coming to a world near you. Looking at crypto, we dropped down a little bit. Bitcoin tapped 20K, ETH tapped 1500 off of the bad tech earnings report. They've bounced up slightly and now they're ranging. Uh, overall, weather looking not too shabby. All of us are slowly bleeding to death, but the weather is beautiful and we enjoy that. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> We're slowly bleeding to death. Well, fantastic weather report uh, kicks and shout out to Signal for writing it as she does day in and day out. Uh, some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the newsletter that's written by Signal day in and day out. You can subscribe at thenifty.com. Uh, Telegram announced that it will hold an auction for usernames for both individual accounts and channels. Most likely, Web3 features will be added and four character handles will have a minimum bid starting at 18400 It seems like ENS Moonboy culture has uh, bled into just handles across the board, and you're seeing four digits just valued, at four characters just valued at these ridiculous premiums. Uh, Twitter is testing NFT tweet tiles, a feature which allows users to see a picture of the NFT alongside its details like title, creator, and a link to the marketplace. So you're seeing a continuation of NFTs bleeding into Twitter. Uh, Christie's is auctioning Fuocious year six age 19, growing pains in their post-war and contemporary art day sale. Bidding starts in 21 days, and the current estimate is at 200000 to 300000 US dollars. Think if I, uh, if I saw there was a little bit of an increase in floor price on uh, the 
ferocious paint collection. And I wonder if it has to do with this. You're also seeing ferocious treated by Christie's just as they would treat any other artist. But the caveat is I believe that this piece, year six, age 19, and I could be totally wrong, but I believe this piece was in that physical collection. So I think this is just actually a canvas piece that ferocious made. So you're still seeing the traditional art world basically have a mentality of physical art, good, digital art, maybe not so good compared to just auctioning off an NFT, like a like an art block, like a Meridian or something in the same auction that a Van Gogh or a Hockney gets auctioned off in. So we'll, we're looking to see that. That's when you, you're going to see a real uh, kind of permeation or, or just like a penetration into the art market. Uh, so Rare, sponsor of the NFT Morning Show, is reportedly in talks with the English Premier League to discuss a promised $30 million multi-year contract. Oh, man. If successful, the contract would replace an agreement with Consensus, which is the company behind MetaMask that was on the verge of being signed earlier this year. Reminder that you can sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare to compete head-to-head against me, one of the great basketball minds in fantasy basketball. Last but not least, oh, my favorite. Uh, the zero royalty debate sees more action from leading marketplaces as Looks Rare gets rid of creator royalties and instead shares 25% of its protocol fees with creators and collection owners. My body had a physical reaction as I read that little excerpt right there. I hate talking about royalties. If you're looking for a, a morning talk show host to talk about royalties, I'm not your guy and I would sooner retire tire from this job than talk about royalty. So other people can have that conversation. I'm sure the audience numbers will go down in droves because nobody gives a shit. Let's just fast forward to when the whole thing is settled. Anyway, those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. CryptoPunk Nick has his hand raised. Nick, what's going on? Uh, I just wanted to say yesterday afternoon, I hosted a space about the uh, earnings reports that came in. And uh, uh, it actually, Apple saved the market. Um, so that was a good thing. Uh, they're actually up now um, in, uh, I don't know what you call it, pre-market uh, action there. Um, simultaneously, while I was on the show and I'm pissed I didn't pull the trigger on this, I was like, now's the time to buy Amazon. It was at $88 at that moment. You're now up 10% basically uh, on that particular trade. So all you had to do is buy after that. A 20% drop. I mean, what's crazy with a lot of these different things, and this has uh, nothing to do, uh, there's uh, NFT-specific commentary that's worth discussing as well, especially uh, Moonbirds I'm interested in. But um, as it applies to these earnings, it's pretty shocking to see a company like Amazon drop by 20%. I mean, that's just like an absurd uh, amount. And what's insane is they're still making billions and billions of dollars. Like, I mean, it's not like... Uh, it, it's like subtle, the adjustment that, that was made, but it, it's, it's funny how the market has reacted so dramatically, um, to some of these, uh, prices and it, it, or some of the earnings reports. And it feels basically like excessive, um, in terms of what the reaction was to, uh, this, um, p- particular report basically. So I don't know. It, it just seems, uh, slightly absurd. Amazon is not going anywhere, in case you're wondering. Uh, and I, I anticipate to be making purchases um, from Amazon uh, 10 years from now. 
all it feels like to me is that an excellent time to deploy capital in the stock market compared to before. Maybe it keeps going down, but like when I don't buy stocks as like a like a forty eight hour trade. Like I I, I basically don't sell stocks. I, I, I basically not realized any capital gains on stocks in years. I just buy them. I don't sell them. You got to think. I'd rather buy it now than two x the price. Am I am I out to lunch on that take? Is it better to buy it high than low? I, help me understand, Nick. Their annual revenue is basically half a trillion dollars. Half a trillion dollars. Now, granted, they're not making insane margin on that, but uh, it, it, do, it does imply their net income was still $33 billion. That's net income over the year. That's, that's uh, pretty solid for a retailer uh, that's also d- like in the e-commerce space that's building the entire infrastructure. A lot of that margin also, I think, definitely comes from AWS, which has wildly higher margins. And that's where a lot of the action was uh, on these earn- earnings. But I don't see like even AWS, um, be, like they expected a higher increase in sales, uh, but they, they increased by 27% to $20 billion over the quarter. That's their AWS uh, segment. And so it was slower growth than anticipated, but it's still 27% to $20 billion. So you're talking about an insanely high margin business, which is uh, cloud infrastructure relative to e-commerce where they're uh, borderline always around like break even um, or somewhere within that range. But regardless, why aren't you going to buy the biggest thing when it's uh, when, when their revenue is as insane as it is, their balance sheet is uh, absurd, like Amazon, even Facebook from that standpoint. The amount of cash that they have on uh, on hand, I'm looking at a balance sheet right here, but I guess it's 2021, it says 100 billion with 420 billion in total assets, but that's $100 billion in cash. I mean, the, the, the amount of money that these corporations have is more than uh, many countries have in terms of cash. And I think from that standpoint, it's uh, it, it's absurd I, I will consistently buy Amazon in particular when uh, when it drops to these levels um, and just hold on to it. Yeah, it's I mean it's a it's a no brainer. I mean, like, what do you think is going to happen? Even Facebook looks quite promising uh, at this level. I said it yesterday. I wasn't. I said I wasn't buying because it's big tobacco. But uh, at this point, I'm almost inclined. Like it's really hard for me not to buy at, at this level um, because the, the, the numbers that are being reported here across the board, um, they, they own a large portion of the market and revenue like as a whole across business. I, I just see no reason uh, for not buying these at a discount. Well, look at you, Nick. I love the the commentary here. This is the mentality that I have. And I often feel like you're just intentionally saying things that are the opposite that I'm saying. And for no. once, I feel like we're on the same page, buddy. Good job. Uh, I'm not saying it because I dis, uh, just because I want to disagree with Pio. I just generally don't think that Bitcoin's the future. But let's move on to the next subject. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, I'm looking at this NFT market. First of all, uh, I was today years old when I found out, I guess I kind of knew this, but I never saw it with my own eyes, how expensive luggage is. 
So the Artifact and Ramoa collab for a physical bag of luggage with a bunch of QR codes on it, it looks like, is $3,400 floor, 2.25 ETH. That's the floor on it. I guess I knew that expensive luggage was a thing, but just the idea of paying almost four grand for a suitcase, that's how much I paid for my e-bike, which is my motorcycle, to get around all of New York City. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? It's so absurd. The luxury luggage market is one of the dumbest things that I've I've seen now. I apologize. I know Kevin has a uh, luxury taste, so I don't I'm curious <laughs> if he actually has a uh, luxury you got, luggage. You got but any of these Gucci bags? What, ex- what's excluding the luggage Kevin. Like? Whenever I see someone come on with like a Louis Vuitton piece of luggage, I'm like that person's dumb. Especially if they're seated in a uh, coach, you, you know that uh, that's that actually no. Scratch that. If you're seated in coach and you got uh, luxury luggage, then I'm okay. If you're seated in first class and you got luxury luggage, it's just dumb. I would say you should just go pay for first class and not take the luxury luggage. Like It just <laughs> seems like a dumb move. I get Amazon luggage. They have really good luggage, by the way. Um, I've had the same item for maybe like probably seven or eight years. I Like I want to get a new one uh, and it's 50 bucks. Um, what, why are you like luggage is just mistreated. People will like touch that. I like your, your items. They'll move yeah. it around. Yeah. They'll throw it on the ground. It's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Yeah, and so like help me understand the previous artifact drop, the Takashi Murakami Air Force One, the first collaboration between Nike sneakers and, you know, world-renowned, like, uh, darling of the market artist, Takashi Murakami. The floor on that is 600 US dollars. But this suitcase is 3400 And again, that's how much I paid for the e-bike that allows me to go anywhere in New York City except Staten Island, lickety split, and it runs on batteries. I don't know. I, I can't really. Uh, this is one thing where I'm going to sound like an old man and just be like, "Why should I spend 3,400 bucks on the luggage?" I'm sure it'll be it'll it'll be dope. And when you open it up and you touch the inside of it, you'll be like, "Ooh, this is some crazy quality luggage." And maybe in 10 years, I'll just be like, "I can't believe I ever you know dumped on luxury luggage. Mm-hmm. I only buy luxury luggage now." But I don't know. I just can't get behind it right now. Nick, go ahead, and then we'll throw it to NFT God. Well, I'm just wondering if you've been playing uh, pickleball recently. I haven't been playing pickleball. NFT God, what, what do you think? You got any luxury luggage over there? You got any uh, Louis V uh, luggage bags? No, I have my away bag because I'm a tech bro, and all tech bros have away bags. That's luxury luggage. That's bullshit. It is. Yes, away bags are luxury. I paid Dude, like as, as far bucks. as I'm concerned, you paid four times as much for what? Is there a battery in it? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, do you? Hey, how often do you use that suitcase? Uh, I use it quite often. I use it like once a month when I travel. Oh, okay. Well, you're traveling once a month. Okay, that's uh, advanced. Uh, do you use the battery? No, I took that out and lost it when I got it. They make you take it out when you travel on the plane. So I, I left it behind one flight and then I lost it and haven't used it since. There you go. So what do you think of the away luggage versus uh, – have you ever owned uh, cheaper luggage? <laughs> yes, but the away luggage makes me feel pretty cool. And that's really what it's all about, man. Has anybody ever looked at you and said, wow, great choice? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were they also uh, carrying away luggage? Yes. Okay, there you go. 
Well, there you go. We dove in. We, we dove in. <laughs> debating. It's NFTs, man. Cool PFP, and you both have the same PFP. It's all how all this works, man. It's a club. That, that, it's just like I a mean, real life NFT. I like that mentality. You're not wrong. I also wasn't familiar with Away Luggage. Uh, I, I'm not uh, it, deep in the tech bro culture, but I, I see. I see it. It went. And it's noted. It went viral on YouTube. It's six hundred dollars for a suitcase when you could have bought the same damn thing on Amazon oh, it's not for fifty bucks. I paid like. $250 for it. Yeah, it sounds a lot more reasonable. It's not $3,400, but NFT Five got times it. more expensive uh, than you should have paid. Okay, got it. You know, I'm always curious, NFT got to hear uh, what you have to say. You're, you're a brilliant NFT writer writing that newsletter, and if you know how to write, you know how to think. Uh, I'm assuming you didn't want to just chime in on what kind of suitcases are going in the overhead storage on the uh, airplanes. What's going on? Yeah, that conversation's below me, honestly. What I was going to comment on is... Uh, I like what Artifact is uh, taking a really interesting marketing strategy lately. And I don't know if people have really noticed this. If you remember back to like summer last year when Ape started exploding, they were having like Jimmy Fallon and every random celebrity change their PFP for a couple months. Uh, yesterday, Odell Beckham Jr. put out the most chilly 2021 engagement farming tweet of all time that clearly was not written by him, which was swapped out all my punks for some clones. The culture artifact is building makes me think they're the long-term play. Watch this space. And if Nike's going to go ahead and get all their athletes to start shilling Clone X, mm -hmm. I'm going to start buying all the Clone Xs because that strategy worked really well with Bored Ape last year. And, it, and I think a couple months ago, Serena Williams actually changed her PFP to Clone X. So it's an interesting marketing funnel Nike's building over there for this, for this NFT. Well, look, athletes like big time athletes are culturally relevant, right? Like Odell Beckham is definitely culturally relevant. And for him to say that he swapped out his punk for clones, that's really interesting to me. Uh, I wish Spencer was here. Spencer's not going to be on the show today, but obviously he's very knowledgeable when it comes to clone X. 8.75 ETH floor on clone X, it seems. About 13K to get exposure to a clone right now. Um, and it looks like they may, yeah, they're, they're neck and neck with moonbirds, but supply wise, there's only 10,000 moonbirds and there are 20,000 clones. So clones, that's a valuable, valuable, I mean, that market cap is huge. Basically two X, the moonbirds market cap node, you have your hand raised. What do you think of clones? Well, I'm happy that my clone is actually uh, going back up in value. It's pretty crazy when you think about it because they were they were about half price of Moonbirds uh, less than a couple months ago or something. So the fact that they're right there neck and neck now is really really interesting. And and our thesis, uh, you know, Kix and I have probably the same thesis on on clones, which is like, okay, if we're going to be in a bear market, you may as well back the horse that actually has. Uh, Nike behind it, and uh, we we started losing losing hope there for a while because uh, it just started bleeding pretty quickly. But it's good to see him kind of turning around. Um, but I, I wanted to I wanted to touch on a, a quick little little art segment if we could, uh, because sure. there are there are two collections that are just killing it right now while everything else is bleeding. Number one, Chromie Squiggles at a fifteen ETH floor. Damn. And, and uh, yeah, I remember when Nick was talking about them, they were like at six ETH, and we were all like, "Yeah, we should probably get one," and nobody bought. And then uh, the other collection is Matt Kane's Gazers collection, which is at an eighteen ETH floor. I mean, they were—I think that collection was sub ten, like not long ago. Um, 
and it's a it's an art blocks curated collection that uh it like tracks the phases of the moon and it's actually really cool and innovative um and and it's just kind of quietly continued to just rip upwards so uh yeah pretty excited on the art side of things the the last thing i'll mention is uh dimitri cherniak uh teased a new drop that looks uh absolutely gorgeous so i'm i'm mentally preparing uh to get hurt when that drops uh because it's i'm gonna end up spending a lot of money or not have enough to actually buy in <laughs> we'll see if he has a similar uh you know success that tyler hobbs did with his follow-up collection to his most notable one i'm looking at gazers right now you know pretty solid liquidity for one of these art blocks collections looks like four days ago danny seed phrase the notorious danny seed phrase uh bought one and since then you've seen one two three four five six sales in the past three days which you know on these low liquidity high floor price collections uh is is you know pretty consistent volume look and, and these are actual floor buys they're not offers so that's interesting current floor price is twenty seven thousand dollars um what you said about chromie squiggles is chromie squiggles just an inevitability that it continues to climb as the og original founding art blocks collection looks like 15 e $23,000 floor right now I, I remember crypto for nft uh, an absolute badass member of our community big time trader uh publicly announced that she traded her mutant ape for a chromie squiggle and she was like is this going to work out i don't know mutant apes right now 13.5 eth floor so below squiggles the trade is working out for her so far there's also it should be noted uh double the amount of mutant apes versus chromie squiggles i don't know nick nft god kicks anybody uh kevin you know when it comes to chromie squiggles like what are we thinking are we thinking that the pump will just inevitably continue uh, for what's the floor? I want to hear from, Nick. I want to hear from Kevin on this. Kevin, go ahead. You just told me to answer. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll stop. Thank you. <laughs> you you literally Please, just respond ahead. after I name the floor. Multiple speakers name the floor three times. Your first response is, "What's the floor?" Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, Chromie Squiggles. I got a couple. I think I bought at the last Artblocks Pump. I think last year. So I think I think it's kind of like it's a huge historical significance in the Artblocks curated was kind of the first one by Snowfro. So I guess when when people look at like, you know, for, for NFTs profile pictures, kind of the punks, right? For Art Blocks curator was kind of chromie squiggle. So as the Art Blocks community continues to grow and generative art continues to grow, I feel that chromie squiggle chromie squiggles will continue to grow as well. Yeah, so that's why I have a small bet over there. Nice. And, and, you know, Chromie Squiggles is one of these examples of a relatively low unique ownership ratio. Like even CryptoPunks have 36% unique ownership. Chromie Squiggles are at 28%. Is that something that's of any concern to you at all? And like, is there anything that you could point to, you know, on, on why that unique ownership is on the low side? Personally, I don't really see that much of an issue with unique ownership. I know quite a lot of few art blocks whales who actually most of them who own most of the chromie squiggles are huge whales, right? So they they are not they're not dumb enough to like kind of dump it all at once. Right. So usually like when new boot and bull market comes and then they'll slowly release a bit like one of my friends Von misses is like I think he got he has like so many squiggles and but every Every bull market, he kind of releases a few 
and a few, and sometimes they kind of help control the market in a way too. Yeah, but I, I'm sure people have different opinions to the unique ownership. Yeah, no, I love hearing your perspective, yeah. Kevin. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick, go ahead. I'm so pissed about this floor. This is one of the most frustrating things ever. I, I want to apologize on the floor. What happened there was the Discord gave me a link to the 10K TF hoodie, a much discussed uh, uh, item. Um, it appears supposedly that it's 55 ApeCoin for this. So $200 hoodie to get your PFP placed on it pretty much. Uh, I don't, did you purchase one of these? Me? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I haven't even looked at it. It is interesting to me because it's 10KTF. All right, I'm, I'm pulling up the image here. It's 10KTF.shop slash hoodie if you're interested in this. Uh, in terms of items that you can use for it, what's, what's interesting is I can't even use my Gucci ape uh, on it. I can use an ape, a mutant, a mebit, a toad, uh, the dog, and or my punk. Uh, the punk is definitely the one uh, that I think I would use, and it's 55 ape. So that means that it costs uh, 55, it's $220 for this hoodie. I think that you can get it, right? You can go and get it uh, with the punk, and then that's a collectible, right? That's a physical collectible item that, honestly, if I were you, I would literally actually bring it to a framing organization, like a framing shop in New York and just have them frame it. Like, just frame like people, the hoodie? Yeah, just how people frame, like, you know, sports jerseys and like M- signed MMA shorts by big time fighters or boxing shorts. Because if you look at the design on this, there's so many examples of this in the NFT space. And like Easy can chime in on this uh, absolutely because he's, you know, big into clothes and like, you know, modern streetwear and fashion stuff. I mean, you're never going to wear this, man. You look like an absolute bozo. Like, look at this mutant ape one. And I'm sure the 10KTF community is going to drag me for this because obviously everything 10KTF does is uh, like supported by them. Uh, I'm a 10KTF fan. I own 10KTF, okay? Uh, but the thing is, is like, I'm not going to wear this hoodie that has the mutant ape. It's the whole front of the sweatshirt. It's just a big ass image of the mutant ape. If you get a crypto, that one's a little bit more calm. It's still over 50% of the front of the hoodie. People are going to be like, oh, it's like 80% of the, the front of the hoodie. You should see the, uh, the, uh, Azuki one. It's basically like 90% of the hoodie. It's, it's just too much and it's not clothes that would ever actually sell. Like I worked at Nike Town when I was in college, right? And obviously Nike Town- Like is a not, boss. Nike Town is not like, you know, whatever, uh, Christian Dior or something like that. But you did see which clothes that like Jordan brand, for example, put out and which ones sold out versus which ones were not favored by the market, so to speak. Plus all the other people that work at Nike Town are like sneakerheads and fashion bugs. So they'll let you know like that's hot versus that's not. So I got to see like what the market favored versus what uh, the market didn't favor. And when you do these like really loud, like really like gnarly design where it's like, I I don't think that people want to like wear that stuff. And that would just sit on the shelf. Then it would hit sale then it would hit clearance and then it would just be out of the store. They basically couldn't give the stuff. I'm a rocket. I'm a buy it and I'm going to rock it. And I'm going to have a punk that I'm walking around in, in the street. I'm not dude. The, what, what I'll, what I'll frame is I'll sell it to someone else to wear my, my NFT Nick's uh, worn hoodie uh, signed by me. You can go frame it $500. I'm going to wear that thing into the ground. I'm buying it. 
I mean, in 15 years or something, you probably could actually do that and make an assload of money off of it. I, I want to hear from Easy. Easy, are you looking at these 10ktf.shop slash hoodie? No. What, what, what are your thoughts? No. Like, I don't know. They're massive. Like, the logos on them are massive. If it was small and, like, embroidered or something, that would be pretty sweet. I think there's ways to do it without having this, like, giant face or giant NFT all over it. I like that they're making, like, IRL stuff, but I like your point, too. This is something that you could throw up in a frame and make it look more presentable as, like, an item, a collectible versus something that I'd wear around the street. Like, you're going to see these at NFT NYC, and honestly, like, (laughs) I don't think they look great. Yeah, I'm aware just, you're going to see me at NFT NYC. I'm going to be rocking my punk on my dude, the face. The worst part is I could see you wearing it. <laughs> uh, well, and I'll be wearing some uh, Reebok pumps. I had a girl the other day tell me that uh, wearing Reebok punks uh, made me look like a child. And <laughs> reminder, you're 40 years old, loser. <laughs> Well, I want to meet that that woman. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, my 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 thoughts are buy the hoodie with your your highest value PFP, frame it, and uh, that's the way I would angle it. Uh, NFT God, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, just to touch on the hoodies, I'll say what everyone's been scared to say, which is this is quite literally the ugliest clothing I've ever seen in my entire life. You have to be really out of touch with society to be wearing one of these hoodies <laughs> around outside. Uh, because you're going to scare away literally everyone on the streets. But anyway, oh, and also I would take the $250 or whatever it costs to buy that and just get like a painted or something in like a, a frame. I don't know. I feel like framing a hoodie on your wall just feels a little bit off. But besides the point I was trying to make, I was going to touch on the original conversation, which was like chromy squiggles. Is it worth the investment? If you know, I didn't make a brand out of my mutant ape, I would probably swap my mutant ape for a chromy squiggle right now just because – you know, you look at all these other PFPs out there, they're so dependent on what they're doing, right? If ApeCoin staking gets delayed more, it's probably going to hurt the price of these these PFPs. But Chromie Squiggles, it's just always going to have that historical relevance. It's like a, uh, a leveraged bet on Ethereum. As long as Ethereum's around, those Squiggles are going to have, you know, a, a pretty good floor. So I, I like it. I like art at this point. You know, you don't have to release anything. You don't have to create a Ponzi out of it. It's, it's. I think it's a really cool play. Um, so those are my takes. 10K TF close bad. Chromie squiggles good. Very good. Uh, no, do you have your hand raised? What's going on? Talking me out of this purchase, y'all. Yeah, I've I've long I've long said that the uh, the hoodies uh, always look better digital, and they would not look good physical. But on on the Chromie squiggles, like. I, I bought one back when they were 7 ETH, like over, I feel like it was a year ago. It was a long time ago. And uh, I noticed every time the market pumped, uh, and Kevin touched on this, they they, they kept like, it, it, it would pump a little bit and then it would like quickly sell back down. It, it felt like there was a lot of sell pressure and it would always kind of gravitate back towards that 7 ETH floor. And it sat there forever. And I was so frustrated. I finally dumped it because I was like, look, uh, there are, there's like a very, very low unique ownership count. Uh, and there's, it's really high supply compared to any other generative art project. So I dumped it and, uh, now I obviously regret it. And I'm wondering like, so I'm still worried about that, that low kind of unique ownership count. And, uh, but it feels, it kind of feels like whatever that sell pressure was like whatever, maybe there was just a few whales that kept slowly trickling in and, and dumping. Maybe, maybe that kind of dried up and the rest of the people that own now are diamond hands. And that's why it's up there. But I would, I would just be a little bit careful because there are, you know, there's people that own hundreds of these things and uh, you know, there, there could be some downward pressure, but clearly that hasn't been the case. And I, I do regret selling mine. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised you regret it. Look, it just feels like kind of a grail art asset at this point. You can't say it's not original and it's the original art blocks. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm getting some serious. The opposite of buyer's regret, like not buyer's regret, you know, uh, didn't buy regret. Uh, so, Jesse, you have your hand raised. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, I got comments on the, the merch thing, too. But I, w I just wanted to check on you and Nick and, and uh, your mental health after that massive L you took on our planet. What'd you lose? Like eighty-five bucks on that? Like, like a and a way bag, a half of a way bag's worth of stuff, man. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I'd rather get oh my in God, a way bag. A full way bag. How the might have fallen? Nick used to drop thirty grand on a moon in the middle. Of the show, like he was buying popcorn at a at a game, and now you guys are lamenting a point oh three loss. It's it's the principle of the thing, Jesse. It's the principle of the thing because these things come out. And it really is, though. I'm not even just saying that. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Go, keep going. It, it's These things come out and people are like, it's a great team. It's a great team. We look all female team. Fantastic. One, uh, CEO went to MIT. Fantastic. You know, X big tech companies. Fantastic. Awesome. You know, things like serial entrepreneur, right? That makes me buy. Then I start reading the fine print and they say, in real life, purpose and utility. And I'm like, oh, no. You didn't like that just shows you don't understand. There's no such thing as utility in the NFT space. So you're promising something that doesn't exist well, and you wrote it on the site. And, and if because you wrote it on the site, that makes me feel like you think that that's the right thing to write on the site. Having said that, it's pumping right now. So I the, don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll come back on it. Oh, pumping. let's pump it. Pump it up. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the only problem I have with it is that they revealed any information about the team in advance. Uh, and that's something which is always a no-go. Yeah, um, you, you share it as a rumor. You keep it quiet. You say the team will be re revealed at a much later date. Then you just tell people verbally as a rumor. The rumor gets around. Then it pumps. Yes. Uh, so that's what uh, I'm definitely hoping for. Um, I like that the price is going back up. That's a good thing. Uh, it's still below what we purchased, but uh, the floor is up to 0.06. So uh, let's go. Hey, What's right? I, I, I'm just calling it. This is the future of Zuki right here. This is going <laughs> straight to like 20 ETH. Go uh, ahead, Jesse. No, back on the merch thing. I mean, I think it doesn't seem like the, 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 the teams can figure this out. Like, it seems like you would want, like, if you let out, you give everybody free merch and everybody actually wears it in school. Let's say doodles. Me and P.O. like like doodles. You just do something really, really um, simple. You should give free merch. That's free advertising. I mean, if you really want to extend your brand beyond the NFT space and it's not just at, if it's actually cool, you give it for free and people are wearing it, like, you get exposure to the world. It's literally like they're your banner. You don't, that's, you don't, it's pay, it's, it's, you don't have to pay anything for your advertising. I think... And then, I mean, obviously, and then you can offer, you can basically say we made millions of dollars, but here, or at least, get, maybe not free, but at least at cost or something cheap, um, you know, something like long lines, what you did. Um, it just seems a little bit ridiculous to have people like pay extra to wear your merch. Uh, just, I think the problem with that is that in the NFT space, these are kind of luxury brands. And if you're a luxury brand, like it's your board apes, you, you can't do anything for free. It's just, it's, it, it seems counterintuitive, but it's just, it actually hurts your brand, but it seems like there has to be a way to make this work for your brand to get more exposure beyond just, I mean, the fanny pack was cute. Obviously it was very different for proof. I, you know, there's probably maybe going a little too far the other direction, but 
has to be a way to get merch out there that people will like. And then it's just kind of like your brand slowly bleeds out into the normies. Well, it would, the first step would be to make something that people actually want to wear, which short of the original Board Ape Yacht Club merch, like the, not Mutant Ape Yacht Club, like the original Board Ape Yacht Club merch is basically the single best merch collection that we've seen in the NFT space. Then they've, they've connected with a couple of decent ones since then, but not actually. Like They've actually just messed up a, a much greater percentage. Then that new merch is just an absolute disaster, in my opinion. I'm like... Why? What is with this weird, like leaning into this skull? I, I don't even need to rant. I don't need to rant about it. Um, and I think that there's other examples of decent one-off merch items that we've seen in the NFT space. Decent, but there haven't been any like cra- like crazy home runs. Um, reminder, we- ladies, uh, real quick. Reminder, ladies and gentlemen, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Graycraft today's sponsor for a chance to win uh, one Graycraft NFT that's worth about 0.4 ETH that we're giving away. What you'll also be doing is you will be doing what Twitter cannot do and getting this show in front of more eyeballs because Twitter barbecued their UI. And real quick, Nick, can I get some breaking news? I was about to get breaking news, but go ahead. Wait, is it the same breaking news? What's your breaking news? Does it involve uh, Elon Musk? No. Oh, Elon Musk has fired the CEO. Oh, that was of- yesterday. Oh, well, I didn't know that. But anyway. He, yeah, he fired three executives. That's pretty good. He fired the CEO and the CFO. Yeah, yeah with like the 12-hour-old breaking news. <laughs> breaking news, if you've been on Twitter for any period of the last 12 hours, you know what I'm about to say. Hey, I got some breaking news. Breaking news, Yugian. Y-U-G-I-Y-N. A project that I didn't hear about until Sneaky Ninja Pants posted it in our Discord is pumping right now on news that they'll be an official partner of the government of Shibuya, supporting the development project and operations of the Tokyo Shibuya District. They said, we're building a digital economic zone through Tokyo culture. Uh, These are PFPs, which look like straight-up replicas of the Artifact Clone X uh, with ugly duck faces. What's the purpose of this project? I have no idea, but the project is pumping right now. The floor is surging. People appear to be uh, wildly interested in this. Did I just get had? Did like this just go? Like, what the hell is someone the point? else is DMing me this thing right now? It's always fishy, and all of a sudden, I mean, honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. This is a this is an orchestrated pump. Yeah, Sneaky Ninja Pants, you're a scammer. <laughs> I mean, look, man, I like Sneaky Ninja Pants, but sometimes the full time traders, dude, when you're when. Putting bread on the table uh, is dependent on a project pumping. It gets a little weird. He said, uh, no, this is real. Okay, so he's being legit about this. Apparently, this is uh, real information. I'd like to see where this information is coming from, though. That's that's the real uh, – th- that's, that's really what uh, I'm wondering about. You can check out their Twitter account. It's easily rememberable. Uh, is that even a word? Y-U underscore G-Y underscore Y-N. Uh, and that's what's going on there. Um, it's not it's clear. Thirty-eight ETH, and it is pumping. Um, I mean, Ben I, says Nick, it's real. It's on their Discord. I know. I I don't really. I'm just not bullish on a government partnership. <laughs> like, why the hell would I care about that? And and why are these faces all like? Why do they have these duck faces? Like, what what's the deal with that? Well, it's higher up. It's higher effort art than what we've seen before. It does look a lot like Clone X. Shout out to people making money on Yaguyan. Uh, congratulations. Oh, there are pictures of real people in Tokyo here. Um, 
that are at an event hosted by them uh, with their faces blurred. I don't know what the deal with that is, um, but there was an IRL event. This does seem potentially uh, legit. These motherfuckers went to a networking event with the government and got this shit cooking right now. <laughs> exactly. It's literally CloneX. Go look at it. It's the same assets as CloneX. The eyes are the same, and they threw a little duck mouth on it. Um, but regardless, who knows? Maybe it'll do well. Um I'm not bullish on government partnerships with my NFTs. Uh, I am, dude. I'd buy a Fed NFT any day of the week, dude. I would go so long on a Fed NFT. Dude, if you could ensure the fact that I'm not going to be uh, uh, investigated by the IRS, that's the type of utility that I'm looking for. I'll buy an IRS NFT oh, yeah, all Nick. day long. Totally. I mean, uh, like, think about a treasury bond, like that kind of stability, but in an NFT backed by the government. Uh, I'm all in. So, uh, and sorry, I didn't know if I was muted. Okay, cool. So, uh, Melissa Mimosa is requesting to speak. Uh, my message is you can come on and speak, but uh, not if you own any of these Yaguyans, because anytime someone sends me an NFT collection, then requests to speak immediately afterwards, it's to basically promote a financial asset. If you own even one, we can't have you on stage, unfortunately, because of the bias. Um, but shout out to people making money on this. She just removed her request. Uh, we know what was going on there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I will buy these for 25% of what they cost now. So that's when I'll buy them. Uh, Micah G, you have your hand raised. What's haven't heard from you a long time, buddy. Micah G, how you doing? Yeah, so it turns out uh, moving houses is both expensive and takes up a lot of time and effort. So I'm going to need to make some money on NFTs. Six-month uh, process. Impressive. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so uh, so we're finally settled, but um, I come back to looking at NFTs, and Reddit is suddenly pumping, and I was in the Discord in July looking at them and talking about them, and I had I made an account, I got my credit card, and then I just got distracted, and I was going to buy... Like they had those 100 uh, out of 100 limited editions. None of them were sold out and they were $99 a piece. And then I just didn't get around to it. So uh, so that was really painful uh, recently. But I'm, uh, I think I'm getting to the point in this like sort of market that I think it is becoming a little bit more about fun. Like we need to get back to just doing things that are fun or like areas that we like. Um, you know, I think that the Reddit thing was more obvious when you were just like, hey, this is a cool little avatar rather than trying to think about, uh, you know, actually the investment side of it. So, um, I mean, today I'm going to be building that SoRare roster because I've been talking about that. Uh, you know, I've been talking about fantasy sports NFTs. And when you look at that pricing versus what Top Shot was without having any utility, um, I mean, it seems like a no brainer longer term like if they're licensed then they're going to be where you go play fantasy sports uh for rewards of new cards like the pricing is just not that bad i think that's the main thing for me is like you know we have to get back to just trying to do the areas that we enjoy and we're going to have an advantage over people that just you know good nft products are going to come out um from companies who are not marketing to us they're marketing to normal you know like people that haven't been in nfts and I think there's still going to be slow adoption. So we're going to have a chance to pick up those items before they go up in price. So I just think like we need to be looking at areas or companies that are not directly trying to get money from NFT people, um, but are using NFT technology. And I think we're going to have a huge advantage buying into that early. But I think you have to go back to 
not trying to get immediate gains. You need to focus on areas that you like and just trying to enjoy it. And that's sort of what I'm trying to get back to. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think the fantasy sports thing is definitely an area to do that because it's something people already like to do, and but it's just integrated with the blockchain. So a couple notes on the Yaguyan. So basically, the volume is not slowing. You're seeing sales pretty much every minute. It's unrevealed, so all the sales are at floor. In the past 20 minutes, there's two big floor sweeps. One, one account bottom seller, or one wallet, I should say, bottom seller, and another wallet that's a bunch of Russian characters, uh, both put up monster uh, floor sweeps, bottom seller with a big, big floor sweep. You're looking at 35% unique ownership right now and a 0.38 ETH floor with only 3% listed. So if the volume continues, given that low listing count, I think that you could see this break. Ah, the thing is, the floor is not that thin. There's like a, a decent amount of listings here between where we're at now and 0.42. So it's something to keep an eye on. If the volume doesn't slow, maybe it hits a half ETH. Hard to tell. Um, yeah, like more sales coming in right now. Our planet just posted a 0.88 ETH floor. I mean, excuse me, a 0.88 ETH sale. So uh, a relatively Let's big, go. relatively big sale uh, up towards one ETH for a rare one and volume is continuing there. So interesting that there's a couple of pumps going on in the market right now. Kicks, some uh, some thoughts on what we're talking about? Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> sounds like a good, uh, good pump right there. I I heard about the project uh, before, um, and I agree. Like the art style is pretty cool, and you Yugian or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I I heard about them way back in the day, um, but I never got in. It looks like they were at point two for a while, so you could have bought it at a good price. But back um, in the day, being like last week, uh, maybe like two or three weeks ago, I feel like I heard I got heard it. that that name going around. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know don't don't fade the don't fade the Japanese NFTs. I feel like you know I'm not, I'm not going to chase a pump on this one, um, but definitely I think that there's going to be a lot of interesting projects coming out uh, out of there. Um, and and yeah, like if you're able, that's the thing. Like you know, there's going to be this stuff that happens in China and uh, you know uh, Japan and different countries and it may be hard for uh, people in the Western world to like, you know, maybe understand or jump in these things, but there's definitely some probably money to be um, made. I, I was going to uh, just call out real quick um, uh, Reddit NFTs because uh, Micah brought it up. And I was just thinking the other day, cause I don't know if all of you all remember, but like ENS domains, right. When they like first pumped, right. You, like you heard about it for like two or three days and then it kind of went away. Right. Um, but then, it started to build momentum again and then it like, you know, went up again. I I'm curious if, uh, if Reddit NFTs is going to be like the same kind of thing where, you know what I mean? Where, uh, you know, we, everybody talked about it for 48 hours. Now it's going to go away. But like, as Mike has said, like people may want to go back to just like having fun and collecting things. And the interesting thing about this is that you can like get a couple of different ones at like pretty low floor prices. I mean, relatively right. But like you could get like three or four of these things for like, you know, 200 bucks and then you can like customize th using all of the traits on Reddit. So I don't know. I think that, uh, it may be uh, a month from now, like going into December, like, uh, maybe red NFTs make another run. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Go ahead. Okay, Micah. One thing that scares me. And the one thing that's always scared me is that when you look at their addition sizes, after the addition size, they put a plus. So the only thing I'm scared of is if they're just going to increase those addition sizes at some point. If they don't, though, 
I entirely agree with your point of like, I might as well pick up, pick up a couple across the floor. And then if on future collections, the edition sizes are way larger then having anything from that first collection release um, is going to be valuable in the grand scheme of how big that user base is. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, look, I, I like the Reddit angle because I think that Reddit is going to just get deeper and deeper into this stuff. Uh, it's hard to tell. So it kicks off the top of your head. Do you know how many total collections are in the Reddit ecosystem right now? Oof. Um, no, but some people have like a website that's uh, like pretty good at, at figuring that out. It's definitely north of 50 total, uh, um, I would say. Do you, do you have an idea, Micah? I'm looking right now, actually. There's one. There's six in each row, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, t- about 10 rows. So there's 61 total collections. That's the part that like scares me a little bit because I'm like, well, I don't know which one to buy. But oh, I- there's there's way more though. Actually, like I'm on, if you go to redditfloor.com, there's 169 mm. uh, separate uh, collectibles in terms of artists um, that have made or different styles. Uh, so yeah, I see 169 that are there. Yeah, um, how how I would filter is uh, uh, a by f- floor price, honestly, or like volume, like you know people you know, buy what they buy. Um, but then also like, you know, things that you like, like art aesthetic wise. Um, and then also I think, uh, so there's a bunch that are like spooky season and like, you know, I think long-term spooky season may do okay. But I think if you get like the earlier drops, you know, the earlier, the better. Um, but I don't know, man. Yeah, there is, there is a lot of collections, but you know, I think like some of them will be irrelevant and maybe, you know, 20 collections are the ones that people think are like really cool. But, um, it, it has the exact kind of like vibe of like, you know, what ENS communities are where like they, they all go around. They're like, oh, I'm like uh, I'm uh, in the Arabic 1K club or, you know, I'm in the I'm in the negative, you know, ENS club. You could kind of see the same thing happening with Reddit. I don't know. I think people should just keep an eye on it. Maybe one of those that kind of, uh, you know, tricks you twice where, you know, it pumps and then it, you forget about it and then. Uh, it pumps again. Well, the thing that both of those that you talked about have in common, like Reddit and ENS, is that there's actual fu- like foundation there. Like it's actually good. It's not like random bullshit. Like it's an act. Reddit's a good business. I know that Reddit is not creating these, but Reddit is providing the platform for these to come out and co-signing them. Um, I'm really interested in Reddit NFTs, a thousand percent. Like I think Reddit has the potential to emerge as a top three NFT social media platform, if you want to call it that. Easy. You have your hand what's going on yeah i think that some of them like i like kicks point there like i think that some are gonna hold value but like i got to claim one of these and i was excited just to see the one that i got to claim and pick but it has like a hundred and fifty thousand supply which like for me i don't ever see that gaining value fair fair Uh, i mean go ahead kevin yeah i agree with easy actually i i think it's novel that reddit came out with their own avatars but the supply is like there's too much and it's like not unique, right? And the thing is that once Redditors find out that they can use other NFTs as their profile pictures on Reddit, then what's the point of Reddit NFTs? So I think it's just kind of a cool thing to have at the moment, but I'm not sure about the long-term potential of like investing in it in a sense. Yeah. I, I think that there's an opportunity, like if you're going in, I, I thought going on uh, redditfloor.com, the site that has like all the different collections listed and you find one that you're like, oh, that looks cool and it's cheap. To me, that seems like a smart purchase just to have like at a minimum a flyer on this uh, 
or exposure at a minimum to this uh, sort of ecosystem. To Kevin's point and everybody else, like th- there's going to be continued saturation. That said, I feel like the first one is one that you're sort of looking at, like what was the first project? And then uh, it, because it's the same sort of thing uh, with like art blocks, now Squiggles um, is now like... I, I don't know if Squiggles is going back down, like what, what the situation is. Like, or I think it'll go down maybe a little bit. Maybe it goes down to 12 ETH because uh, we saw sales as low as that this morning, but it's still 12 ETH, which is what much higher uh, than it previously was. And I, I think you see a similar thing. The reason I mentioned Squiggles is because there's plenty of art blocks that like are not that expensive um, that you can purchase. And so... Yeah, I, I mean, like, what's the? Uh, although I don't know what the floor is on the um, curated. Now that curated is done, is probably somewhere around one ETH. Uh, uh, Node would know better, um, but I think it's worth like getting one just as a flyer in terms of like historical relevance, and you get to own one of them. Um, but like, don't don't spend your uh, like. I wouldn't trade a squiggle for like a, you know for for a a Reddit collectible. Yeah, NFT God has his hand raised. And reminder, ladies and gentlemen, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top. We're giving away a, a free NFT worth 0.4 ETH, courtesy of today's sponsor, Great Crap. We're going to dive in with Kevin in just a couple of minutes. NFT God, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love Reddit NFTs. As a technology maximalist, I think they're going to seriously revolutionize all of social media and how NFTs tie into them. Uh, but I think buying the NFTs is, is a stupid idea. I, I don't. Reddit's goals don't align with all the goals of like today's NFT collections, right? Like the, the NFT collections on OpenSea, their goal is to make the price go up so they make more royalties. That's not Reddit's goal. Reddit's goal is to get people as engaged as possible on their platform. So they don't play by the same set of rules. They, they don't care about inflating supplies. They don't care about adding traits. They don't care about, you know, adding supply to old historic collections. They just want people to engage with Reddit as much as possible. So they're trying to create NFTs that keep people engaged. And if that means giving out high quality, you know, the rarer NFTs to people for free, they're going to do that because there's a lot more revenue in it for them to get people using Reddit more. So I'm not investing in Reddit NFTs because their goal is not to make the price go up. It's to get me to use Reddit as much as possible. And I don't, you know, I don't really like using Reddit. Um, but you know, I, I do love Reddit NFTs. I think Twitter's going to integrate them as avatars. I think you know, Facebook, Instagram, they're going to have their own avatar marketplaces. But Reddit doesn't care about price go up; they care about people using their website more. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fair take. Uh, Node, you have your hand raised. Then we'll throw to Gene Parmesan. Yeah, I, it, this actually reminds me a little bit of Rare Pepe's, and you you would know far better than me, PO. But it feels like, I mean, there's just the the ecosystem will likely only get more and more convoluted and complex. And so it's, it'll all be about identifying which collection uh, feels like it's going to retain that significance or maybe, you know, has some kind of capped or very limited supply. Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's comparable to Rare Pepe's because these are modern NFTs and there's barriers with Rare Pepe's that make them very difficult to acquire. They're also very, very niche in the sense that like, you know, it's unlikely, I think, for them to have like mainstream appeal, but maybe their place is just their historical relevance and and the relevance of Pepe to fans of the internet, so to speak. Um, so I don't think that that's the best comparison, but I think that you can point to me. 
honestly, I feel like art blocks would be like a or, or something. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say, but it's just like you're kind of if you buy Reddit NFTs right now, I think you're betting on Reddit continuing to be a big player in NFTs and these being the historically significant original collections. Gene Parmesan, what's on your mind? Yeah, I mean, it uh, reminds me of what um of NBA Top Shot. It feels like you know what NFT guy just said. Like NBA, you know, they didn't really want to make number go up so much. It was just like, hey, let's print as many of these as possible. And then the Yugen thing. I, when you said Yugen pumped a lot, I, I went on you know online. I was like, oh crap, did I you know because I had Yugen like a week ago, and I I got out of it, and it's like less than what it was a week ago. <laughs> like it's less than what I sold it for uh, maybe like a week and a half ago. So like, it it kind of shows what, what a pump is in this market. And also, I said some breaking news. Um. The Queen of England died. I don't know if um, you know that. That's like, you know, that's pretty insane. That's really shocking the world. A, a little callback to my twelve hours late breaking news, uh, Jesse. Uh, your hands raised. What's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to announce, based on this uh, government partnership meta, that Crypto Joyriders is partners with the Yonkers Roads and Traffic Department. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, it's just, this is big. Uh, the utility is, you know, if you, if you need a road permit for your for your block party, you get to go to the front of the line. So, uh, yeah, yeah, buy, buy my crypto joyriders, please. Thank you. Yeah, you're calling it the wrong name. It's literally crash test joyride. But thank you for uh, thank you for that joke, Jesse. Well, ladies and gentlemen, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Graycraft. We're giving away a Graycraft NFT uh, shortly here on the show worth about 0.4 ETH. We have Kevin. On stage, one of the founders, uh, a gold ape, a Fidenza owner, a crypto punk owner, an all-around badass. We're really excited to have you on the show, Kevin. You've been contributing to the show already because obviously you're experienced in NFT trading and you're knowledgeable. Uh, could you share, a, like, you know, a little bit about, you know, what is Graycraft, and uh, and then we definitely want to hear about your background and how you got in NFTs as well. But welcome to the show. Yeah, what's up, guys? Pio, thanks for having me, Nick. Nice to see you again easy yeah so graycraft was actually a project we started back in june 2021 so we started uh the first collection called graycraft one which was actually the first nft spaceship and i remember nick we actually i was on your podcast actually talking to you about it after and it's really nice to see you developing from that podcast all the way to all these spaces so congratulations on all the success so Oh, thank Kevin. Graphic. Thank God he developed yeah. from that podcast, the Nifty Nick Show. Good, goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> P.O. still studying it actually right now. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we launched actually our second collection in August 2021, which was like the Greycraft 2s, which were the first generative spaceships in the space. Then from then until now, we've actually been working for more than a year on our third collection, which is the Omega Project which is a collection of 8,888 robots and mechs. So every Greycraft 1 that you get, you have, will get you 5 free mechs. And every Greycraft 2 you have, will get you 1 free mech. So this, this collection will form the foundation of like Greycraft moving forward. What we want to kind of build at Greycraft is the Web3 robot or mech franchise. You know, I've been always inspired by my childhood favorite uh, mech shows like Gundam, Transformers. And what we want Greycraft to be is kind of the Web3 version, the Web3 Mac franchise, but leveraging and innovating with NFTs as the underlying technology. So that's kind of a brief summary on what Greycraft is about and how we are going to build it. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for that that context. And there's a lot to, to talk about here. So I'm looking at Greycraft 2, for example, the second collection. You got 1,047 Ethereum of volume, uh, you know, 0.38 ETH floor price. When I look at the liquidity, it's trading every single day, which is, you know, what we love to see. So, and it's been around since August 2021. So first of all, congratulations on the success, Kevin. Um, you know, I also wanted to talk about the business because you guys already had a functioning Web3 business before you brought NFTs into the mix, correct? Yeah, so actually, I started a company back in 2015. We started off as like a physical luxury accessories brand. We did like a range of luxury phone cases, Apple Watch cases, wallets. We actually partnered with Trezor back in 2019 to come up with like the first titanium luxury Trezor Model T called the Corazon. So there was, I was always, I was always sucked into the crypto rabbit hole since 2017. And was, since then, even for my physical business, I was always trying to find a way, you know, to come into the NFTs, I mean, come into the crypto space. So that was when I partnered with Trezor in 2019. And then in 2021, got into NFTs and kind of pivoted the business yet again into Web3 to tap on this great opportunity. And I saw Nick unmuted. I'd love to hear that you partnered with Treasure. For people that don't know, it's like a top two hardware wallet business. Treasure and Ledger are the two biggest names. So you're making physical products for Web3, which you don't hear that every day. Usually people are like, nah, like this is my first NFT collection. I, I didn't have a business before. Um, so we love to hear you know, that, that kind of business acumen and business experience from before the NFT collections actually dropped. Nick, you unmuted. Did you have a question for Kevin? Well, I mean, I just thought it'd be useful to sort of set the context in the sense that like, you know, uh, Greycraft and uh, what Kevin's built is uh, essentially uh, on, the on the luxury goods side of the market um, and has been operating in that side for a long time. I'm assuming I was joking about the uh, uh, luxury uh, luggage, but <laughs> I would not be surprised legitimately uh, if uh, Kevin's rocking a uh, Louis Vuitton uh, so what type of suitcase you got, Kevin? <laughs> let's, let's spill the beans, <laughs> it's, Kevin. It's, it's like a no-brand suitcase. I, usually, when I want to, whenever I want like some cool stuff, I usually go and make it and design it myself. So that's kind of the trick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I, so then I end up selling it to people, and you know, I make a business out of my hobby and passion. Yeah. So, but you've always operated sort of at the higher end of the market, and Greycraft in particular has like an insane floor, uh, Greycraft 1, uh, w of which there's only 77, has a floor of 17 ETH or 16 ETH, something like that. Um, and, and they've actually yeah. sold at higher prices. Uh, wh what was, th those actually, I recall you actually delivering physicals, right, that you could like put on your desk? Yeah, yeah. So actually for that, like the Greycraft 1, we kind of wanted to make a collection that, you know, that existed digitally and also existed physically. So... Yeah, we wanted to do something special for the first NFT spaceship. Because I think back then, the meta was like, okay, historical NFTs. So I was like, okay, how do I kind of come into this space and do something cool with a small collection to experiment with it? So that's when I launched the Greycraft 1, you know, NFT spaceship. And then, okay, I, using my physical side of the business, let's kind of create a sculpture too. So that's what we kind of did. That was our angle for the first collection. And what and what's sort of the idea with the with the mechs is are the are the mechs exclusively being because you talked about uh, what the uh, Greycraft holders get access to is yeah. it they get access to mint or they get to burn it to get like how, how do what, what's the dynamic there in terms of getting these? Yeah, so every Greycraft one gets five free mechs, so they'll mint it. Every Greycraft two holder gets one free mech, so that will 
the total collection size is around 9,000 and those people who claim will be around 5,500. So there's only a 3,300 left for the public mint, which we actually launched uh, a Mac, the Mac list, which you kind of have to go to our website to apply and you know answer some questions, see whether you're a good fit for the community, how you can contribute. What we are basically looking for is, are you a builder? Are you still in the Web3 space? And are you a Mac fan? Are you a robot fan? Do you have like so many toys, collectibles since your childhood? Were you passionate about it? You know, these are the kind of people that we want to onboard into our community to fill up those last remaining 3,000 slots. So that's something you guys can go to our website too, greycraft.com and go apply. We have like maybe like 500 slots left only. Awesome. And, and yeah, I guess what should people know about like what's upcoming, like, you know, key dates, uh, you know, key events, what should people be paying attention to? Yep. So we have a launch date already. So we've been working on it for actually more than one year. So we actually created, so what we did was like, we understand what were the problems of like Mac projects currently in the market. You know, they kind of look too similar and all these kind of things. So what we did was we actually created 24 different Mac designs and built them fully in 3D. So some, some Mac projects out there, you like kind of only see the top half. What I want to do is like create a full entire 3D model, which we already actually released one of the models last week. And there've been so many creatives playing around with the models and all that kind of stuff. So the one, the, our main date is going to be 16 November. And yeah, so that will be the date where um, the people who owns the GC1 and GC2s can claim their free max. And then the public main will be three days after that. Awesome. So a couple of weeks from now. Um, so yeah. ladies and gentlemen, reminder to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Graycraft for a chance to win one of the Graycraft 2 NFTs worth about 0.4 ETH. Uh, I just kind of talked about the details of that collection that we're going to be giving away in just a few minutes here. This is one of your last chances to retweet and follow. You know, Kevin, I, I'm curious because you have the gold ape, you know, you have Fidenza, you have CryptoPunks. What was your entry into digital collectibles? Like what were the early NFTs that you bought and like how did you kind of get in the mix? Yeah, the first NFT I bought was a CryptoPunk in April 2021. I got like a purple hair one. So I think that at that point it was like around 38 ETH already, so I didn't get it cheap. But I kind of, like what, what I understood from CryptoPunks was that because I'm kind of in the luxury physical business space right so it's like i saw crypto punks as like kind of a digital patek philippe or digital richard mill right so in in the in the crypto world all of us are kind of want to re remain anonymous but we kind of want a social signal our social status in a certain way right and usually certain groups form around these communities so that was how i understood crypto punks they were like digital luxury goods which can you can use as your avatar which could connect you to different people who are the crypto OGs back then, right? So you need a crypto punk, NFTs, you can network with the OG NFT people. So that was how I saw the market and that was what convinced me to get um, my crypto punk. And like for crypto punks, it's kind of like a leverage bet on Ethereum and NFT culture in a way, because they have the huge historical significance, provenance, as the NFT market continues to grow, CryptoPunks will also definitely continue to grow. Because I see it's kind of like uh, the S&P 500 index, right? As the, as the general market continues to grow, the barometer of the market, the S&P 500 index also continues to grow. So that's how 
I saw that that was the investment thesis I had on CryptoPunks. Then after Punks, it came to the apes. So on the first day, I just bought like 15, 15 of them and like bought two golden ones because I knew I couldn't beat like the OG Punks, you know, all of them had like zombies and like apes. And I'm like, okay, I have to be the best in this next collection. So <laughs> thankfully the apes picked off and yeah, kind of the rest is history and like, yeah, and art blocks too. Okay, so you yeah, just kicked yeah. ass. You, you you were buying the right stuff. Started with punks, went to apes, and then do you have some good art blocks? Because I know Node will love to hear about some art blocks. Yeah, yeah. So during the art blocks pump, I, I was kind of interested in the art block space because as an NFT collector, right, you can't really tell you can't really tell people that you're an art collector while only owning apes and punks, right? It's not really doesn't really make sense. So you have to really kind of get a few uh, generative art pieces. And what were the main generative art pieces at that point in time were like squiggles, chromie squiggles, fidenzas. I think fidenzas is still one of the best, the aesthetically the best generative art so far. And then I also really like archetypes and I bought a couple of like geometry runners and like pigments. Those I, I think, I think they're still down bad, but I, I don't really want to see anymore. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I, I believe that you know, generative art will still always have a place in a NFT collector's portfolio. And Artblocks Curated is kind of the premier destination for all this kind of generative art. So I think it's good to have some in your portfolio. And it's, and it's, and it's, I really like the aesthetic too. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm going to draw the winner of the giveaway. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, if I invite you to the stage, it's because you won the giveaway. Just another question though, for Kevin is like, Kevin, you've been around the block. You came from basically luxury goods in crypto. Like that's the original purpose of this business. And when you look at graycraft.com and you go to the shop, you can see that there's still those kind of physical crypto goods that are available for, or the store, I should say, not the shop, the store. Um, like the iPhone case that you talked about, AirPods case, the the luxury um, case for like treasure and things like that, um, you know, and then you pivot or, or you just add digital assets and you have these high effort digital assets. If anybody goes and looks at the art on the website for Greycraft, they'll see immediately, you know, the level that this 3D artwork is done at. Um, and, and it's been going on for over a year and, you know, you have the new collection coming out. Where do you see NFTs going? Like, where do you see all this stuff kind of going in the next like couple of years? Do you think gaming is going to be a big part of it? Do you think that, uh, like, what could be mainstream adoption waves? Like, I would just love to hear your thoughts, knowing what you know and having the experience that you have. Yeah, I think NFTs. I think NFTs would. I think the 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 end goal is when people stop using the word NFTs, right? When people, businesses, games just integrate blockchain. Because NFT is kind of just a crypto technology, right? It's a blockchain, right? So when games, Web2 businesses, huge conglomerates start to adopt blockchain into their games or whatever and just remove and just let people play their game without even telling them it's an NFT, then that's where, you know, really things will start becoming bigger and bigger. So for us, we, we are kind of like the special batch where we grew up with like NFTs and uh, trading collectibles, but I think in the future, as bigger brands start to come in and they kind of want to onboard people uh, to their games, bigger games, I think they're kind of like people won't even know it's an NFT. But I think what, for NFTs, for our for our community, I think NFTs represent a great way for brands to build 
their own IP. Because, like for example, for Greycraft, I think one of the secret sources of Web3 and NFTs is like the distribution of IP rights, right? So for Greycraft, we kind of build it in a hybrid way where the core team kind of focuses on strategic partnerships um, and leading the project and the story out. But we also have a whole community of builders who own IP rights of the max of the spaceships that can build around. So when this community combines with a centralized strategic core team and they push forward, it really brings out a different, whole different energy where you're really building things together. And the whole social dynamics of, you know, this Twitter spaces, we are going on Discord, we are discuss, discussing how to build things together as a community. I think this has never existed before in the Web2 space, which is why I think Greycraft will become different from like what Gundam is or what Transformer is because of the community aspect. Yeah, so that's how I see the NFT space moving. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, and you know, you talk about IP, and I think it's totally relevant and giving people actual ownership and the ability to connect with other people that are in the same club as them, so to speak. So I, invent, I invited the winner up to the stage, uh, assuming that uh, this winner can join the stage. Just Nick.eth, generic NYS is the handle. Uh, looks like he's repping a Hape Prime PFP. <laughs> Just Nick, baby. Nick's are the winners. Yeah, I, well, nice. well, we'll see. We'll see if this Nick comes to the stage. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's not get, you know tip our hats to the Knicks just yet. You want to Nick? See, just Nick uh, should come to the stage. So, Kevin, you know, any closing thoughts on Greycraft while we wait for the winner to come to the stage? And if he's rugged, we'll just we'll just DM him privately. Um, but any kind of closing? Th- uh, here he is. What, one second before we throw to to Kevin, we got Just Nick on stage. Just Nick, how you doing? Congratulations. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. hey. Hey, everyone. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you. Wow, that's a big surprise. I, I didn't expect that. Whoa. Okay. How does it change your day? <laughs> oh, quite a lot, I would say. Uh, it's the end of my working day. So I'm just going to grab a pizza and yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> well, now maybe you can upgrade that pizza because you just won. <laughs> Something 0.5 ETH in value. So get some extra toppings on that bad boy. Maybe throw some pineapple on it. Thank you so much. Okay. C- congratulations, Nick. Hey, how you, just Nick, how you feeling about that hate prime PFP? Well, I, I like it. I mean, that's why it's still on my PFP. You know, things are changing. Uh, they had a pretty good idea. Hopefully, at some point of time, people will appreciate that. And yeah. Hopefully, Just Nick. Well, congratulations, Just Nick. The Knicks are taking over. Kevin, uh, thank you for joining us. Any closing thoughts? Anything else people need to know about Greycraft? Yeah, just a summary. So Greycraft, we want, our vision is quite clear. We want to build a Web3 Mac franchise similar to your Gundam Transformers, but innovating with NFTs, crypto as the underlying technology. So if you're interested about the project, come sign up for the Mac list. There's only 3,000 slots available. Actually, 3,000 slots available, but there's only 500 left because we've given the rest away already. So come to our website, greycraft.com, and apply for it. And we mint on the 16th of November. 
16th November, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Kevin and the Graycraft team for sponsoring today's show. Check out Graycraft. The tweet pinned to the top has their Twitter profile. Uh, you know, real pleasure today, Kevin. Thank you so much for sharing uh, info about Graycraft and your story. Ladies and gentlemen, we do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern time each and every week where we talk all things NFT market. Here's a little machine gun funk for the machines and the mechs over at Graycraft. Graycraft. See you guys next time.